the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. All right, 934, we roll onward. The uh, demon rats are freaking out on Capitol Hill because the Republicans are finally getting off of their rear ends and getting something done. Yesterday, the House Homeland Security Committee did indeed get something done. They referred Alejandra Mayorkas for uh, to the uh, uh, to the entire Congress for or a House, I should say, for a floor vote. Uh, Speaker Mike Johnson said he will indeed give one on their way out. Benny Thompson, among the demon rats, just freaking out about this, said Joe Biden's been doing a good job on the border. Listen, couldn't uh, President Biden solve a lot of what's going on at the border in terms of uh, the the encounters, the record amount of encounters. Couldn't he do a lot of that via executive order? That's what Republicans have been saying because he rescinded a lot of the Trump era executive orders related to the border. Well, I think he's doing a good job with those executive orders he's put in place. Uh, the question is whether or not the, the numbers coming across the border can be uh, decreased. I think he's doing a good job. <laughs> he's doing it. He's doing a good job, says Benny Thompson, but, you know, we're trying to see how the numbers can be decreased, but he's doing a good job. If he's doing a good job, we wouldn't have to be talking about how to decrease these record numbers. This is what they offered yesterday. So once again, the Donald Trump and MAGA plan is alligator moats, bombing northern Mexico, shooting migrants in the legs, and electrifying the fence and putting spikes on them. That is the Donald Trump border plan. (laughs) That's Representative Robert Garcia uh, with the histrionics there as well. You know what? If it stops the uh, destruction of the United States of America, I'll put anything in that water. I don't care if it's gators or spikes or anything else. All right, let's bring in Jim Jordan now. Congressman Jordan is Ohio's 4th Congressional District Representative. He is, of course, the chairman of the House Judiciary Committee, also the uh, Weaponization Subcommittee, and he's on the Oversight Committee. But yesterday, all of the action was in the Homeland Security Committee. Congressman Jordan, good morning. Morning, Bob. And I would just say this. I, I just heard the, Congressman Garcia's comments. The, the Biden plan is to take American taxpayer dollars and use that to tear down border fence that was put up by Texas taxpayer dollars. Now, you talk about stupid. I don't know. I don't know what is what could be dumber than that. This, this is just sort of the epitome of how ridiculous their policy has been for what now? Three years and 11 days. Yeah. Yeah, I completely concur. It is uh, it is remarkable listening to some of them say that Alejandro Mayorkas and that Joe Biden are not trying to facilitate an open borders policy here. While we have video of of fed, feds uh, driving forklifts, scooping those blades underneath razor wire, lifting them high like a bridge for illegal aliens to walk under and come into the United States. How on earth can they say they support the securing of our border now when they literally are doing that last week? No, I, I know. And it's. And again, it's uh, Americans have common sense. They're, they're, they, you know, they, they, they can see it with their own two eyes. They know what's, uh, what's been happening there. Eight, eight point something million in three years and eleven days, on pace to get to twelve million, as we talked about last week. The equivalent of the entire population of our great state, the seventh largest state in the union. That's the magnitude of this problem. And uh, Mr. Mayorkas has been at the helm, and he's failed to enforce the law. And there's, as, as the articles say, there's a breach of public trust. And the breach of public trust is 
when he comes in front of the, the Congress and isn't straight with us about the facts, and, and, you know, in essence, misleading the American people, that's a problem when you're the Secretary of Homeland Security. Remember when he couldn't answer the fundamental question we asked him, what's the number on the terrorist watch list? I'll have to get back with you, Congressman. That That, that is this guy who is, is in, in charge of security of the homeland, and uh, it's why Chairman Green and his committee are doing the work they're doing and spent all day yesterday with these uh, with this uh, Article 7 piece. So um, according to what I read, Speaker Johnson says he will bring this to a full floor vote as, humanly, uh, as fast as humanly possible. How fast can that be? I think it's probably next week. Um, I think it's probably next week, and we'll vote on The three things need to happen. We need to pass this, this these articles of impeachment next week. Um, we need to then say on the appropriations bill, we need to put, I think, simple language. We've talked about this. I mean, you, you talked to H.R. 2, the bill we passed, was a great piece of legislation. But I don't know that, that the country knows exactly what's in it. It talks about asylum and parole and all these things. I think, you, I think we're at – I did this yesterday in a, in a, in a different hearing. I asked the assistant attorney general from Texas. I said, shouldn't we just call a timeout? Shouldn't we just say no more migrants can come in the country? No more migrants seeking asylum can enter the country. And, and he, he said, of course, that's what we should do. So I think that's the sense. No money can be used to process or release in the country any new migrants. No money can be used to tear down barriers that the Texas taxpayers have put up or the, or the Arizona taxpayers have put up. Uh, th- that's those two And the country gets it like, well, that's common sense. Why wouldn't we do that? That, to me, is what we put on. The, the appropriation bills that are coming. And then the third step, of course, is an election in November where you got to put back in, in, the, in the White House the guy who actually had security on our border, uh, President Trump. Yeah, those are those are common sense uh, reforms. Um, but that's not what's in the Senate bill, from what we understand, that is uh, supported no. by a bipartisan, <laughs> bipartisan group of senators that want to send this over to you, that Biden says, I'll sign immediately, that's going to allow 5,000 a day illegals, uh, which I did the math, is 150,000 a month. Ooh, that was hard, 50,000 times 30. Yeah. And then, yeah, that's 1.8 million per year that before he would ever yeah. then close the border. Meanwhile, Biden, I won't play this for you because it'll blow your eardrums out because he's outside of Air Force one there in jet engines and chopper blades are loud as hell but he said um they need to give me the power they're going to give me the power and give me what i need so that i can stop this wait a minute you and your your homeland security director said everything is closed what do you mean so you can stop this you're now admitting that it's not closed congressman what is your understanding of what is in this senate bill well that provision that you talked about which by the way so instead of so instead of getting 12 million over uh, the Biden presidency, we're going to get 10.8 and a big, I mean, holy cow. So a lot of good that bill is going to do us. So, yeah, the, the speaker's been clear on this as well. We're not, we're not going to, based on what we've heard in that bill, there's no way that thing is, is going to pass. I, I would say that we just say no to that. We're not going to fund Ukraine. We're not going to do that. And we're going to put the, the language I talked about on the, the bills that's on the government. That's where you got to have, because those bills have to pass. This this supplemental, it doesn't have to pass. The bills that have to pass are the bills that actually make sure uh, you know, the government's funded and you pay in the troops. So put the, the key language on that legislation to actually help address the problem on the border. We're talking to Congressman Jim Jordan. We're talking about the border issue. I want to hit you with uh, something that we talked about at length during the Trump administration. We used it to discuss why Donald Trump is able to do what he is doing, and that is Title Eight, Section 212F of the U.S. Code. Immigration and Nationality Act says that the president can, indeed, uh, when he finds the entry of any aliens or class of aliens is detrimental to the interests of the United States, he may, by proclamation, not legislation, he doesn't need you, he doesn't need Mitch McConnell or Chuck Schumer, 
by proclamation and for such period as he shall deem necessary, suspend the entry of all aliens or any class of aliens or impose on any on the entry of any aliens any restrictions he deems to be appropriate. Congressman, why is Joe Biden lying to the American people saying he needs some sort of new special bill to do something that's already in U.S. code under his power? Because that's the Biden administration. They can't do anything right. I think I, I don't know if they could do anything right, even if they tried. Um, there's not one, literally not one positive thing you can point to in this administration. And, and I, I know that sounds partisan and all that's conservative Republican Jim Jordan talking about the Dem. No, but but you know you run down the list. I, that's why I think this campaign is going to be so so basic. We went from a secure border to no border, safe streets to record crime, two dollar gas to four dollar gas, stable prices to record inflation, all under Joe Biden. We, it, we I mean, and and all intentional by their stupid policies particularly the border that we're talking about. And then we have weakness projected from the Oval Office, and that's what led to the tragedy where we lost three of our service members from Georgia this past week. Uh, th- this is what has led to Hamas and Hezbollah attack in Israel. This is why Russia went into Ukraine, because you got weakness in the Oval Office versus what you have with President Trump. I mean, it, it is you could go on, and, and not to mention the, the agencies being turned on the American people, the weaponization of, of the federal government against we the people. So that's the campaign. You want the guy who's, who was doing the right thing in all those areas or the guy's doing the wrong thing. That, that's the campaign. And on the border, it is obviously intentional what they have done. So uh, to me, this, this is, there's never been a clearer contrast when you're looking at who, who's going to be the next commander-in-chief, um, who's going to be the next president, than we have now. Because it is so clear. And it's only been in three years and 11 days where all that has turned around. Uh, we're talking to Congressman Jim Jordan, very well said. So last thing on the issue at the border, um, you know, we, we know what the Supreme Court said. You can go ahead and keep cutting that razor wire down. Biden and uh, the White House have suggested that they will uh, try to commandeer the Texas National Guard. Fortunately, 25 different governors, red state governors, uh, stepped up and said, we stand with Texas. And some have said, we'll send you more razor wire. Others have said, we'll send you our National Guard. If they try to commandeer yours, we're not going to allow this to happen. How do you see the showdown between the the United States and the state of Texas for t- states' rights uh, shaking out? Well, again, I think the, the, the common sense of the American people says, like, what is, what is the Biden administration? They're really going to go down there and continue to, like, tear out the borders that the Texas taxpayers paid to put up? I mean, that, that this just seems stupid. Like I said, it's just dumb. So I, I, I hope they get some, some common sense in the Biden administration. But this is where Congress needs to step in. The founders had a system where it says the House and the Senate, the legislative branch, controls the purse. Tell the Biden administration, you can't spend money on that. And then if they try to, then it, then it goes to the judiciary. Then it goes to the court. I mean, th- th- this is how our, our great constitution, the greatest country, greatest constitution ever, this is how it works. So, frankly, we need to, in, in the legislative branch here in the Congress, we need to say, you can't spend money for that kind of baloney. And that will help this situation so that we don't have any 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 bigger concerns than what we currently have, where you got the federal government saying one thing and the state government saying something else. So, um, first of all, it's it's an astounding thing, honestly, when you think about the fact that they would go down there and do this. But but you said how stupid way they have. They went to court over it. They went to the Supreme Court to battle to fight for the right to take that down. So yes, I think they will continue to do that. If they think it's going to win them votes, and here's the reality, <clears throat> uh, I think overwhelmingly. 
Even Democrats are concerned about the border, at least according to national polling. But I saw one just uh, Monday, it was, I think, 55% of Democrat voters have said they prefer candidates. And I think they mean for president and for the you know Senate and, um, and, and House seats that are going to be available. Mm-hmm. They prefer candidates that do want open borders, 55%. So, you know, if that's a, that's a landslide, if that were an election, 55 to 45, 55% of Democrat voters surveyed said they want somebody who will, will uh, keep the borders open or who will open open the border. So I think, uh, uh, why do you literally go out there and cut the razor wire? Why do you take the forklifts out there? Why do you go to court for the right to do those things? Because I think they literally know they have no shot if they don't have their base energized, and that's what their base is telling them. Well, maybe so, uh, but that still means 45% of Democrats have common sense and say, like, well, no, 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 we got to have a border. That's part of what defines you as a country. And then I would say 100% of Republicans think that, no, you got to have a border. you got to know who's entering your country, particularly in light of the, the, the terrorist threat that, that, that most certainly exists around the world. So uh, remember, we got, we got people coming in from 180-some different countries. So they're, they're, they're not all just wonderful folks who, who are seeking the, the American dream. You know, God bless those folks. But, you know, those folks who are seeking the American dream, they, they want to come here legally. That, that's a big difference. So uh, the, 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 I think there's still a, the vast majority of the country sees this for what it, what it truly is. And um, they're the ones who are – I mean, there's a reason the Democrats are suddenly talking about this. They also know not playing well in a general election where, where they have to get some, some independent voters. So, um, I mean, I, again, I think, uh, you know, what, what was it, the number one issue both in Iowa and New Hampshire, certainly oh, yeah. Republicans. Um, and I, my guess is that uh, across the board, people get it. Because when you're a mom uh, in, in Brooklyn and, uh, and, and a dad in Brooklyn and they're telling you, your kid's going to have to learn remote because we need to close down the school for learning for your kids. So you paid the taxes for that building and we're going we're gonna to house migrants there. That probably doesn't fit too well with, uh, with, with parents, whether they're Democrat or Republican. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought up the foreign terrorist part of this, too. I, I neglected that in the beginning of our conversation. That letter, uh, if you could speak to that, a letter that was sent by former federal law enforcement and national security officials that spell out the danger and the threat of an October 7th-style attack, what we saw in, in Israel happening inside the United States, the only difference being that they won't have to paraglide in. They've already walked in underneath Joe Biden's forklift razor wire. They are here now, and these individuals are going to carry out that kind of an attack. That's what the worry is among these former FBI executives. Do you have any thoughts on that? Well, it's, it's, uh, let's, let's pray to the good Lord that it doesn't happen. Um, but we, we have one of, our, one of our good members on the Judiciary Committee. He's the chairman of the subcommittee on immigration. And he has said now for months, he says, my biggest fear is that, that, that the, the country's waking up, he said, but that we're going to have some event like that where the country really then understands what. It, it, so let's hope it doesn't happen. I'm praying it doesn't happen. But, you know, when Mayorkas sat in front of the Judiciary Committee and told us that he didn't know the number on the terrorist watch that they encountered, this was a year and a half ago at the hearing, um, you know, that just, that, that just tells you how serious this, this threat is and how derelict it seems in duty that Mr. Mayorkas has been. Do we have that number now? I think I saw something that just just for 2023, now that the you know the, that year is closed, um, there was some like 173, and for comparison's sake, there were 11 during the entire four years of the Trump administration that were apprehended at the border. It was like two in one yeah, year and one in another year so forth, but it was like 173 last year. I don't know what the total is for the Biden term, though, do you? Well, I think the total is like 370-something for the, the Biden term. Mm-hmm. Biden. 
Uh, I, there's so many numbers right now, but but the fundamental point is, is, that you make, Bob, is exactly right. Compared to the Trump years, it's the Trump years was a super small number compared to what we've had with with the Biden years. The other the other number that, that I think is important for your listener to understand is we asked my orcas this is this this past summer. We said when you come to the committee, be prepared to answer this this, this question. It's been almost three years now that you've you've, you've been in, in the office. Uh, we want to know how many migrants of the millions who've come in. How many have been, been went through the, the adjudication process and, and, and been removed? Because remember, most of the people who actually apply for asylum aren't eligible for it. So we said, how many have went through the process and been, there's, been a, there's been a decision, judicial decision, and how many have been removed of all the millions who've come in now that you've been in office for years? And he wouldn't answer the question. We kept asking. Finally, we finally got an answer, 6,000. Out of the millions, they've all, all <laughs> removed 6,000 who've actually went through the process and had a judge say, no, you're not eligible to be here. That's how bad it is. So, um, again, it underscores why there's the impeachment proceedings and, and, and why we have to deal with the appropriations in the way I described. And, of course, mm-hmm. underscores why uh, this election this, this fall is so important. All right. I, I referenced uh, a 10-7 style attack, so let's uh, talk about Israel for a moment. Not really Israel, but but the point is uh, Israel is fighting a proxy war against Iran in the form of Hamas and Hezbollah. We all know how that works. Uh, Iran now has struck and killed American soldiers. It's one thing, and you brought them up, the three Georgia soldiers. Dozens were injured, and this is one of a number of attacks on American bases throughout the Middle East. They continue to push and push and test and test, and now they've taken lives. Um, what should the proper response be? Nobody wants to escalate into a full-on American boots-on-the-ground war in Tehran, but we cannot allow this to continue either. What is your what is your feeling on that, sir? Well, you, you almost need to back up and say what what precipitated the the aggression, and it's, and it's the, the embracement of the Iran deal that that President Trump got us out of. It's the it's the the, the taking off the sanctions on Iran. All, all those all those things led to this because all those things displayed weakness. Uh, and 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 led to this situation. So you got to you got to put those back in place certainly. And then what the appropriate uh, and 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 response is, I leave that up to the the experts. What I know, what you know, from things I've heard about President Trump. President Trump said, lay the options on the table, and he would pick the the, the one that was going to send them. So remember what he did to Soleimani. He just like boom took took the got rid of Soleimani, and that sent the message like oh. This guy got out of the Iran deal. This guy's got the sanctions. This guy took out Soleimani, new sheriff in town. When that, that's how President Trump handled it, and so that's the kind of action I, that I think you need. But it's sort of tough now that we've he's, he's you know he let so many things happen along the way that led to this in the first place. But that's how I would approach it. Yeah, and I think it, that's how President Trump would approach it and did approach it. Yeah, I, I, I think you're right, and I think there needs to be a very, very strong response, a show of force here again, because it's the one thing we all know, bullies don't uh, uh, don't stop punching you when you cower, bullies stop punching you when you get punched back in the face, so whether it's killing a Soleimani or it's yep. doing something like that, it, there has to be a response. And I get, I'm very, the reason I asked you, sir, is because some of our fellow Republican colleagues have, have expressed uh, complete, uh, a complete, uh, 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 unwillingness, if you will, to to respond because they don't want to quote unquote do it the Nikki Haley way, to do it the you know former Bush neocon way, uh, where we're going to go in there and start a war in the Middle East. They think that any response is going to be an escalation of tensions that could lead to a war, and uh, and so they're willing to allow I don't know Americans to be killed with no repercussions whatsoever. No, we certainly don't want that. Um, the, 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 I think the fundamental problem is, uh, unfortunately, I think President Biden does it backwards. You know, President Trump, the old, the old, I think it was Teddy Roosevelt. You know, you 
you talk softly but carry a big club, carry a big stick. And Joe Biden is like he talks loudly and carries this and doesn't 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 back it up. So when when you're talk the big bluster and, and the big talk, and then but well, meanwhile take off the sanctions and embrace all this, it, that leads to this situation. President Trump was willing to engage and and talk with you know Putin and G and 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 Kim Jong Un and all he was willing to do all that, but they knew he was serious. They knew he said if you mess with us. You're, 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 there are going to be real consequences. And he demonstrated it with Suleimani. He demonstrated when he dealt with Mexico. And he, he said, we, yeah. we want this, you're going to, we want these migrants to remain in Mexico while we evaluate their claims. And, and President Mexico said, no, no, we're not going to do that. And he goes, no, no, we need you to do that. He goes, no, no, we're not going to do that. And President Trump said, well, then you're going to have, you're going to have tariffs placed on you. And suddenly the President of Mexico says, well, Shazam, I think we'll do it. So that's how he dealt with things. And, and we got a good policy. So that is the fundamental difference. Joe Biden wants to talk real big, but, but, the actions are, are are not the same, so that's the fundamental problem. I mean, I couldn't help but chuckle at the Gomer Pyle-esque Shazam. Uh, we'll do it. Uh, well done, Congressman. Great points all the way around. I appreciate the uh, uh, appreciate you the bet. terrific insight. Keep up the great work. Uh, hopefully we'll uh, be able to talk next week about a scheduled date for the vote on the impeachment of Alejandro Mayorkas next week, and uh, we'll look forward to uh, riding the ship. Thank you, sir. Great. Thanks. All right. It's Jim Jordan on AM 1420, The Answer. Yeah, he just went Shazam. I like it. I haven't heard Shazam dropped in as a as 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 a uh, uh, an expression in quite some time. Uh, okay, we're going to take a timeout. Top of the hour news is coming. On the other side of that, we are going to talk about what can be done to hold Joe Biden accountable. There's an author that we're going to talk to named Mike McCormick who wrote a book. He's a former Biden stenographer, which means he used to literally tap out every word Joe Biden spoke. He uh, has written a book. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.